What's up, everyone? You're listening to Undo Radio. We're recording with listening party inside Canal Street Radio. All right, this is episode three. <laughs> All done in one day. Uh, Undo Radio, if you will. We are in the booth with none other than the legendary Nick Ungan, the photographer extraordinaire. What's up, Nick? Well, hello. How are you? I gotta get my radio voice on. Yeah, I gotta work on my new radio voice. <laughs> it's a little bit of raspy, a little bit of Delilah. Do you listen to Delilah? I've heard Delilah. I love Delilah. Like, there, Sunday is not a Sunday unless Delilah's playing because she kills the game. She kills it. I just love the fact that she gets on and she'll like do those whole dedications and then she'll play a song that has nothing to do with the dedication that she did. <laughs> That's what I love about her the most. Delilah. Some woman jams. will be like, yeah, my husband just left me. And then she'll like play Always Be My Baby right afterwards. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you're tone deaf, but, you, but you're great. You're like, oh. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. Uh, what's going on with you, Nick? Well, next month is crazy. So I'm supposed to shoot Lil John. Woo, yeah. On the 5th. Shh, actually. <laughs> can't tell anyone. Uh, can't tell anyone. No, we used to club with Lil John in the club. Oh, oh yeah. Turned down I lived in what? Vegas five years, so I've clubbed with probably everyone prior, well, at some point in their life. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Everyone. 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 Everyone made it through a Vegas club at some point. <laughs> True that. Um, True that, yeah. So you got Lil John. Who else? Lil John. Then I go to uh, come back here, and then I go to Vancouver for a bachelor party, and then mm -hmm. I'm going to come back here, and I go back to, I'm going to Finland Ooh. for a shoot. First time? Uh, yes. It's been, okay. so Finnish Lapland has been on my dream list for a long time. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you've heard of Four Sigmatic. No. Uh, they're, they make mushroom, Put us on. They make mushroom coffee. Okay. Um, they're in oh the, yeah, 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 yeah. I they're in you're the health about. and wellness world. So yeah. um, I'm going with uh, the founders are taking a group of cool folks out to hang out out there because they're from Finland and we're gonna go hang out with reindeer and um, <laughs> watch the northern lights in the the glass dome igloos what? and um, see take. Uh, the Sami tribe is like the native tribe that yeah. lives up there, so it should be pretty fun. I've been I've been dying to go to this place for a long time, and so now I'm going on the inside track. You're so cool. How'd you get so cool? I, I am I cool? You're, You're really so cool. cool. I mean, Nick. from your your fashion to just like what you're into, you're what just you do. yeah. How'd you get so Who cool? You know. What did you ta tap into your freedom? I just like I just like being doing the things that I love and curating my world around that. And I like I like creating things. I like making things. So you're all about creating your moments. What does that mean? Create your moments is really about the is is creating your life from from shoot from the choice. We all have a choice. We can either fall into, you know, circumstance or victimhood or blame other people. You know, mm -hmm. but uh, until we choose to take responsibility for um, creating the world that we want, you know, we'll never live the life that we want. So create your moments really came from it, it kind of came from like how I do photo shoots and creating like a situation or scenario for moments to happen. And then um, then I would capture those moments. And so I think there's a correlation between that and life is very similar. You know, I think. We've got to be the orchestrators of our life yeah. in whatever capacity that means, you know, choosing where to connect and who to connect with and what we want to create and, you know, the people that we want to create things with. Yeah. 
think it's huge and powerful. So for you, since you're a photographer, you have a podcast, you're an artist, what else Painter. is on there? Painter. Yeah. Paint. Personality. <laughs> what else is on there? Um, hat designer. Oh yeah, I've been making hats yes. now. So which and... one came first? Which one was like the one that well, uh, well, that's a good question because when I was in, you know, when I was a kid, I was like drawing and painting, mm -hmm. and just I was I love Disney. I love drawing Disney characters. When I was in like eighth grade, I think that's kind of where I started. And then I went to when I went to high school, I took AP art, which they make you Ooh. do. They make you try every discipline: so sculpture, photography, painting, drawing, commercial art. You know what is now graphic design. And as I went through high school, I had to put a, put together a portfolio of all these different things and then kind of pick a direction. Mm -hmm. And at the time, computers started coming out um, and I was I love tech. I love computers. And so to be able to combine art and technology, uh, graphic design was the path that I started to run with. And You're I a graphic did, designer as well. I was. I did that for five years and what? I still do it for my own stuff when I need to. You do all that. Uh, not all of it, but a lot of it. Yes, I've been I've been crushing Illustrator and uh, InDesign the last last few weeks, designing some of my own, you know, marketing materials and things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was a graphic designer for five years, and I designed book covers for a publishing company, and then I went freelance, and I was doing like identities and you know brochures, print print, print collateral, and then. Um, picked up a digital camera to shoot stuff for my design work and started in, it. enjoying it and yeah. having a lot of fun. And, you know, this was when digital was just starting to get mm -hmm. good enough to be able to use digitally on like with on the computer and within design work and things like that. And so I ended up convincing a nonprofit design client of mine to split the expenses on a trip to Africa to build them a photo library. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, yeah. And I had, I had no idea what I was doing at the time. <laughs> I was like, I just like suggested it because I had put a few photos on my my design site, whatever. And the client was like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. And I was like, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, let's do, let's do this. So I just kind of like hacked my way through it and figured it out. And that was a life changing trip for me. And um, I came back and, you know, I got to see the, the developing world for the first time, which was also powerful and yeah. then um it opened my eyes to the world of photography i didn't even know photography was like a career i didn't even know you could make money doing it wow <laughs> and then i yeah so i connected with a, another photographer in seattle and started doing a website updates for him and then just pounding him with questions um what got one of my first jobs for nike which was and shooting all these pro sports players um like ben roethlisberger and i, I had to google these people and i like <laughs> they're like called me and they're like yeah we want you to shoot these people there's these sports players and they're like i had to write all these not these names down and google them later it turns out they're like top players and like the uh the nfl and the baseball whatever the baseball league is i still don't know <laughs> i still don't know um anyways that was kind of like my first big big commercial project which was a lot of fun i didn't see anything like that again for like two years but i moved to paris in the middle of that so i came back and then that's kind of you know another year later is kind of where my career really started to take off and you know i started getting some gig i got another nike gig like another couple like a year or two later we shot like five countries in latin america which is a lot of fun we did nike running and then i got an agent like another year after that and then my career really took off which is probably when i met you around that time yeah 
How did we, who did we meet through? I have no idea. Jesus. <laughs> Amen. That's my new, my new explanation. Um, I think Ja. I want to say Ja. Just Ja. I mean, Ja connected us together. Okay. That's how we met. Um, yeah. He just showed up on my couch during Hurricane Sandy and needed a place oh to stay. God. And I was housing. Amazing. Yeah. It must have been through Ja. Yeah. That we met. But uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, that was my. And then I've just been on the road since then. And, and you've I, been doing so much. I just feel like you've added so many more skills under the belt or interest. I feel like we've just, or with, especially with social media. Interest. Yeah, yeah, with social media, it's just the you can sense that personal growth you yeah. know, in the recent years, which is so cool because hearing you talk about what create your moments means to you. And I feel like it would have been so different when we first met. Yeah, it was definitely different. I was definitely in a different place. And, you know, oddly enough, so my career after 2009, 2010, my career really took off. And then like it started to kind of like slow down and decline in terms of my business. Mm -hmm. And I was still doing a lot of big brands, a lot of big things. Um, but my business started to decline, which actually, I, you know, as a creative, I was take I took that personally. And it was really it's really hard going. We've from, all like, been there. Yeah, making a lot of money to like not making as much money. And then you're like, well, what's wrong with me? Like all this stuff. And so then I started to get into personal development work from there. And I took this emotional intelligence leadership training course out in L.A. And um, learned so much about myself and about, you know, just kind of like this whole world of your thoughts and like, you know, your thought life and, and being mindful of, of those things and shifting, you know, like be, becoming aware of negative thoughts and and things like that. And then a buddy of mine, Lewis Howes, uh, who's really big in the personal development world, he interviewed me on his podcast. Um, and that was kind of where I spark that sparked the idea for me to do my podcast. So mm -hmm. he, you know, we were his pro podcast producers were it was just randomly there. And they're like, I was like, that'd be fun. I should start my own. But it just seems like too much to, to do. I don't know how to do all the technical stuff. And they're like, oh, all you have to do it, we'll take care of everything. You just like put the interview in a Dropbox. I was like, really? Oh, amazing. Yeah. And then they produce everything else. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I have like, I'm like, I have an amazing network of people. I'll just like start interviewing all my friends. Yeah. So Scooter Braun was one of my first wow. asks. Uh, he didn't even know what a podcast was, which was hilarious. And that was his first podcast ever. <laughs> This is like four or five years ago before podcast was like a thing and, and everyone knew exactly the definition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is, is I was like, I, we were on the private jet back from Guatemala because we took Justin down to, because he, Justin supports Pencils of Promise, the charity. Mm -hmm. And so we had taken him, him down to visit the kids. Mm -hmm. um, he was already flying there. He was on tour. So we took an extra day and went, we flew helicopters into the jungles to go like visit the the schools that he had built and uh so it was really refreshing for it was a first time experience for him and like to be able to, like it was like us three like it was adam and me and scooter and you know taking justin into the the, the field for the first time and so we got to experience nobody knew who he was um and you say justin oh yeah sorry justin bieber there we go bieber the beeps the beeps the beeps so it's pretty cool to like take him down and have him experience this, you know, this in the field of like seeing what he built and seeing these kids that have nothing yeah. 
and nobody knew who he was so that was even more refreshing because like he there was a different dynamic and he was just another person to, you know another another white guy yeah coming to help you know help and and it was really cool and so i got to photograph all of that and you know it kind of was a bonding experience for all of us mm -hmm. uh which was really amazing and then so we were coming back and then that's when i was like starting the podcast so i i asked scooter and he's like yeah come to my hotel and and we'll do it in a couple of days. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> uh, so that was, you know, that whole giving back has been a huge piece of me and my brand and just who I am. And, you know, that's led to a lot of opportunities without even the intention of it. You know, yeah. when I started working with Pencils of Promise, I had no like Scooter and Justin. No, they weren't, you know, that wasn't even a thing. It wasn't even until I. So the first trip I did with Adam in. Um, it was December of 2009. I had met Adam through a mutual friend of my a mutual friend. We had a beer and I was like, this guy's going to do something big. Like he's got a heart bleeding heart for the cause, but he's also got a business brain to build a business around it because like most charity founders either have one or the other. So you either get it like a, it's it gets scammy on one side and yeah. it has, it's empty or you have like the bleeding heart who has no idea how to make money and money makes the charity go, you know, makes the work happen. Yeah. So he had both and he really built such an amazing, um, amazing charity, amazing business around it. And now, you know, uh, Pencils of Promise 10 years later is operating in three countries and has almost 500 schools. Really? Yep. I and remember going to the uh, opening reception. I think you guys did here. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That was great. Yeah. It was That's so much incredible. fun. Yeah. So it's been an amazing journey to be a part of. And, you know, I just went to the gala this last, you know, a couple of months ago and they announced the 500 school and, you know, they're not just building schools, but they're putting money into the quality of education. Mm -hmm. So they're like teaching wash programs. They're doing teacher trainings. They're doing um, all other programs, sanitation programs and things like that. You know, it's all the stuff that we take for granted here. You know, you don't think about it. We, we all get that even the poorest people in the U.S. have, have that, basic the needs, basics. the basic needs met. Um, so you go to places like that and you're like, wow, like people don't even know how to wash their hands or brush their teeth. They don't know that that makes you get sick from not yeah. doing that, things like that. So uh, it's been amazing just to, you know, help build their brand through imagery. And I've been, you know, we do about an average of one trip a year in the field. So Laos, Guatemala, and Ghana. I've been to Laos twice for them. And I've been to Gu Guatemala and Ghana probably five or six times each. Wow. And it's always such uh, just like a grounding experience to go there. And, you know, the like a few years ago I went with, it was just me and Adam traveling to, I think it was to Ghana. And then I got back and I was like, I'm gonna start my own fundraiser. So I started a fundraiser and built my own school uh, yeah, really? I yeah, I raised twenty. Now I'm up to forty thousand, but I raised twenty five thousand and built a school, and no so idea. that's us. Now it's in Ghana. Tell us more about it. About the charity or about the school? your school? Uh, I actually haven't seen my school. There, so they're all the they're all the same. So they all have uh, they're all the same like kind of architecture and, um, but it's out. So the region in in Ghana is called Ho, mm -hmm. and it's like about two. It's about four hours kind of like north east of of uh, Accra and so you fly in Accra and you take like a you drive out there and um they have a lot they're probably like 150 schools in Ghana now um 
but you don't always get to go see your school because sometimes they're so far out in the jungles and mm-hmm. the rural areas that you just like you can't get to them uh, but they put your name on a plaque on, like on the school and oh, wow. you know it's you know says who it's who who built the school how uh, much does it cost to build a school in at, those areas at the time it was twenty five thousand, but every every country and every city is different um because they uh because it's just cost of materials right. cost of architecture but each country is all um of pencils of promise each country has their own uh native teams so everybody from ghana is Ghanaian. everybody from guatemala is guatemala and the same with lao and it's been pretty amazing i mean even even the uh in laos when we went the first time 10 years ago you know, it was just Adam raising money and supporting another charity. And then uh, we were staying at this guest house and there's this uh, girl, Lenoy, and she was just like helping us and, you know, at the guest house and taking care of us. And, like you know, she just worked there. Her parents owned it. And, you know, fast forward 10 years later, she is now the country director for Laos. So they raised her up and like she's her story is amazing. You know, she's a powerful woman over there. She's in charge of the whole team and she like liaises with the government. And like it's pretty amazing. It's a pretty amazing story to see. Uh, amazing charity it's it's really great and i still i'm still raising i still raise continue to raise money for them i have a fundraiser page going on and um so you can find that on your website yes where can people find more information on this um well if you go to nickonkin.com i think there's a there's a philanthropy section on under the uh under the about or the i I can't connect the connect menu amazing Uh, so how come you've always said yes to this? What what was it about Undo and that first phone call and that random photo shoot we did at Riverside Park <laughs> oh, so many years oh, ago? And then the many to follow after. Yeah. Um, Because I love you guys. But you didn't like, I mean, you had just met her, right? You didn't know me. <laughs> I was waiting for you at the park. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's where we did. We had the guy yeah. climbing the tree. And dunking. Yep, that guy. Yeah, no, I always love what you guys are up to, and I like your vision, and I trust. Uh, you know, I I love the 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 magazine that you guys put out, and like what it's all about. And you know, it's funny because like even since then, my life is like I've gotten way more into health and fitness and wellness and all these things and personal development and just like living like the best life that I can live. Yeah, and you know, from like everything from like sleep <laughs> to my la- actually my latest podcast i just put out this week was on sleep it was this guy sean stevenson we got to share yeah yeah tell uh, us about it well we talked a lot about how sleep is um he wrote a book called 20 it's like sleep smarter 21 essential ways to um hack your sleep for mm-hmm. you know so a lot about productivity how sleep is regenerative how you know you have to sleep your body regenerates when you sleep so you're actually more productive more creative when you've had a night of rest than when you you don't you know a lot of people even companies lose they lose money based off the productive productivity of people that aren't sleeping enough yeah so a lot of interesting thing like things like that and um you know how to hack you know certain sleep hacks one of my favorite is is the chili pad which is um it's What's a cool, chili pad so the chili pad game changer yeah fill us in for for people like me that overheat um, oh 
Same. Yeah. Well, only in my hotel right now. I'm like sweating every night. Yes. I also turn on the heat to 78. She's in somehow in a turtleneck I wore a and leg jacket last night. I saw you last and she's like <laughs> sharing a room in this hotel and she's like packed in clothes. I have on a t-shirt and that's it. And I'm waking up oh in cold God. sweats like every I'm night. always cold. So you would need it, Sophia. But however, I run hot and so what well, and so basically it's this pad that that runs so you, it's got this little like box that you put water into mm-hmm. and it cools the water to whatever temperature you set it to. You can also heat it, use it to heat as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the, it runs, it connects to this little pad that goes above the mattress below the, the bottom sheet. Mm-hmm. And it runs cooled water through the, the mattress. Ooh, and it cool it. so it cools your core temperature. Um, which when your core temperature is around 63 to 68 is where you get the most, the deepest sleep. Um, so I, I definitely like sleep a lot better since then. Blackout curtains is another one. Yeah. Keeping electronic, the electromagnetic waves away from, from you as much as possible. Um, you know, eating, you know, at least a few hours before you go to bed. So you're not just eating, go to bed. Cause that's mm-hmm. like your body's like very disruptive consuming energy yeah. while uh, when it could be sleeping so a lot of things like that but it was a, it was a great episode he's this this he's got one of the number one podcasts in the health world looking for a place to take your friends that's fun hip and full of food hell <laughs> stop on by canal street market we're on canal street are you a business looking for creative services well don't fret we ascend is in place to make sure you get the job done hit us up at we ascend nyc or we ascend.nyc um so how do you feel about social media and mental health and all these um magnetic waves uh social media and mental health yeah and overall mental health um you know i think so funny social media is like this blessing and a curse right and like you really as with as with anything, you have to be really. Um, I think it just takes awareness and mindfulness to really not fall into the trap of scrolling. I mean, I do that all the time. How many hours? What does oh, your phone tell gosh. you? How many hours do you spend on your phone? Do I do I? Let's all check ours. Do I, I dare? Do I dare look at my? Uh... <laughs> it's just hard because if you use GPS, sometimes it's, my screen oh, it's time. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can go in screen time right now. 37 minutes. How do I see this? Is that screen? your settings? Oh. I don't even know how to find that. Oh. Oh, Instagram, I've got two hours and 10 minutes today. Whew. Social networking, an hour and 22 minutes. It sure doesn't feel like that. Instagram, most used nine hours. Oh, I have oh, I've gosh, never actually looked at it. Um, so wow. Yeah, because you were on the toilet this morning. <laughs> I'm just doing a lot on my phone. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, I it's it's an interesting thing, and I think I'm building my I don't want to say influencer because I hate that word, but I'm building that side of the brand, you know, because I feel like it's I've got a fair amount of followers, and yeah, you have a great message, Nick. You have a great message. Thank you. you. Represent a lot, and I think it's there's certain as much as we hate the word influencer, there's just certain people who do deserve that type of uh, you know positioning and messaging. Yeah, and I think I want to be able to use my social media to create positive change in the world as, as with anything that I create, my photography, my art, podcasts. I think creating a positive impact is important for me. And, you know, what else? I mean, why? You know, what else should we be doing with it besides uh, 
besides taking that, selfies. <laughs> yeah, besides taking selfies and you know just pumping up our ego, right? Um, how do you balance? How do you? What do you? Tips for productivity? How do you do all of this all at once? <laughs> how? I Tell you us. know I think. I, it's so funny because I feel so all over the place right now. And That's how we all feel, honestly, because we all, <laughs> you all three of us here do so many things. And that, that was one of the things I wanted to ask you, too, which is basically the same question. Yeah, I think part of it's like compartmentalizing and like, you know, I'll spend a day doing photography stuff. I'll spend a day doing, you know, if I do a mural, it's like it takes two days and I do a mural and I'm done. Um, I think for me, the motivation to do art in the apartment is a little bit it's, that's harder to do for some reason, because I end up like sitting in front of my computer doing other marketing stuff or, you know, social media stuff. So now I'm trying to build the social media a little bit more and building the brand around that. Um, so I think a one of the big things has been like getting enough sleep. <laughs> Sleep is so important to me now and like eating healthier and feeling better all around. Yeah. Um, working out more. I've been started, started boxing and things like that. So having kind of those, some of those routines. Where are you boxing at? Uh, overthrow. With power? Uh, no, I'm at the one in Williamsburg. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You told me that. And yeah. I think we already went through this and I get excited every time. I'm like, <laughs> with power? Go tell power. I said, hi. Anyway. No, I, I need a, I need to box at the one in, on Bleecker but it's just further away. Yeah. Um, so I think I meditate a lot now, at least once a day, if not twice. And so I think kind of having those systems in place gives me a little bit more grounding so that when I actually do start to compartmentalize the different projects, and I also try to delegate as much as I can, you know, as much as I don't need to touch myself. That's stuff that's a lot more mechanical and just like, you know, work that I can have an assistant do. Yeah. I put money into that because it's like buying my time to do the things that I really want to do. Yeah. So now I'm just working on doing that at a higher level and uh, creating, I need to create the revenue and the team to be able to like execute at a greater scale. How is so, it finding people to do that? Ooh, difficult. there's an eye roll. Difficult. Yeah, ladies difficult. and gentlemen. <laughs> very difficult. Yeah. What's hard? What's the well, hard I part? think what's hard is, is like, maybe it's, it's like that millennial culture of like entitlement and, people on social media all the time and not you know not understanding the value of hard work and mm -hmm. you know I've, I've been blessed i've had people that come in and they work hard and they you know it's it's been good it's just really hard to find uh it's really hard to find the talent and the skill as well and i think there's also it's like hiring the right type of people and i think the next hire that i need to make that i want to make is somebody who's like the opposite of me who's not an artist and who is very OCD and his like and loves spreadsheets and loves supporting and like that's where they light up. That's what like, you know, sets their soul on fire. Cause like my problem I think is that I've done is hired other creatives that need a day job. Mm. And that just doesn't it doesn't complement well. Yeah. Um so I need to find that. That's because they're that's, on their way out no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Or they just don't have the detail, you know, I'm not a detailed very good at details when it comes to organizing things yeah. and you know I, I need somebody who can do that for me because i realize that's that that's not my strength um what so are I, your strengths uh my strengths are more like the the making things and hanging out with people and building relationships and you know that's why i love the podcast because it's a chance to sit down and 
interview somebody who's just like amazing at what they do and you know like they've created something big in their their life and their world and they they can talk about how they built it and the mindsets they've done and like the the health and wellness things that they've done to like maintain themselves and to get through it and i think you know that's always been fascinating to me and it's been a way to learn and so i'm now i'm kind of trying to figure out what's the next iteration of that and i want to kind of integrate it more into everything that i'm doing so i think i want to create some sort of book and like video interview series and portrait series around this Beautiful. this whole thing so um now it's just kind of now what i'm trying to do is kind of bring everything that i'm doing kind of all together even more under one umbrella you need a book i want to do a book we need to make a nick unkin book of like just everything you've done so far I yeah feel like now's a good time yeah so there's a couple i have a couple different books that i'm i'd like i was thinking about doing like a, a magazine book kind of thing uh like onkin's world mm-hmm. and just kind I of like, like trying to bring everything into it um i'm also working on a book that's kind of something around um like a short snippet book kind of like steal like an artist that's mm-hmm. that's like you know 10 10 principles of overcoming self-doubt and stepping into a creative life in color um beautiful. because like you know as a creator you guys creators you know like the amount of internal dialogue that happens before you just get to the space of creating yeah is the oh, big, I shut that up early. Is the biggest. <laughs> it, that's the biggest part. That's the yeah. biggest hurdle to anything, whether you're an artist or not an artist. You just like to get make anything. It's like it's the resistance. I don't know if you read The War of Art. Um, the War of Art is an amazing book uh, by Stephen Pressfield. He talks about the resistance, and that's like that. Uh, the everything that it, that keeps you from the act of creating. I think it just comes with practice because. I've always, like everyone else, I've been in that position, but it comes with practice of like, shut the fuck up, just do it. And like, it sounds corny, but like, beca- because I've done it so much, and also I procrastinate a lot of times, I'm like, I only have an hour, I only have so much time. I just force myself, and it's that repetitiveness over so many years and time that like, it yeah, just comes so easy. Absolutely. And that confidence comes with it too. Yeah. And that that openness to that spontaneity, that openness to like whatever the fuck's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. <laughs> and then that builds your personal trust, yeah. which then slowly diminishes that like internal conflict. Well, what's your go-to karaoke song? I don't do karaoke. Why not? Because I have this like weird glitch with like words and music that just doesn't work. And even if the words are in front of me, I still screw up the words really? so i just don't do karaoke at all i can sing in tune but i just like i <laughs> screw up words and then like i screw up once and then i get so far behind in a song it just like i'm like uh and then i just do freeze. you know any songs by heart no i just know choruses <laughs> okay, that's i'm really good at the choruses so i'll just like jump in and sing the choruses but that's it and that's it and that's why but in tune in tune coffee or tea at the moment, tea, but I do love coffee. But I've gone off of coffee. Caffeine coffee. I'll drink decaf. But I love the taste of decaf. coffee. Decaf. Yeah, because I love the taste of coffee. Really? Okay. Yeah. But I was I've gotten off caffeine or coffee caffeine the last few months. Why? Uh so I was seeing uh I, I saw like a kind of a natural um like a medicine chinese medicine guy mm-hmm. and he was like you know coffee's uh actually like puts a shock into your system mm-hmm. and it like 
in it inhibits your your spotty self-healing system uh so he was like you know you should get off caf like coffee caffeine all caffeine but like especially coffee especially caffeine. coffee yeah but i love coffee you cook i do i love cooking what's your favorite uh vegetable recipe oh i i do i've really been into this like just brussels shaved brussels with uh mushrooms and onions mm-hmm. uh i'll throw some bacon in there every once in okay a while. bacon yeah what do you get your bacon from um i try to buy like the best cleanest farm <laughs> you know i try to do that with all of the, the, the whatever meat i eat i try to buy the best kind at whole foods yeah. luckily they put a whole foods in williams park so it makes it Not a lot far easier from you, yeah. yeah so yeah. close it's a good move um you're a cyclist you bike everywhere i do i love biking part. what's your favorite place to bike uh i mean i love biking new york city yeah. just like all over um because new york on a bike is such a different experience yeah. and it is, it's funny because it is one of my happy spots in new york is just like being on a bike and like experiencing the city and you know kind of gets me around faster i'm listening to an audiobook typically when i'm riding you know but one of my favorites is riding up the west side highway and then up to either up to the george washington bridge or cutting in and doing a lap around central park mm-hmm. and coming back down mm-hmm. so those are two of my favorite routes george washington that that's a it's a hoof from my house up there and back is 25 miles yeah i mean i used to do woodside to jersey and then all the way down jersey and then i'd take the ferry back and then i'd ride all the way back oh wow i don't know who i thought i was back then <laughs> I wouldn't do that now. But. I have a single speed, so. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah, that's the that's the best. Yeah. Unless there's like crazy San Francisco hills, but that's different. Yeah, no. Then we just get off and walk it up. <laughs> um, what are three essentials that you take with you every day beyond your keys, your wallet, and your phone? Um, my AirPods. Love them. I love them and that the AirPods have been my secret sauce to reading a lot of books. I've finished Ooh. more books in the last year and a half than I have my whole life because of air, because of audiobooks and AirPods. Cuz that's the great that's the great thing is that when I'm commuting, I'm reading versus like reading an actual book, I have to like sit down and carve out the time yeah. and I just have a hard time staying focused, I fall asleep. But I I do well with audiobooks and so yeah, I've, probably read th- over 30 books in the last year and a half on audio because because of the airpods and you do that what, while you're cycling while i'm cycling in new york city while i'm walking down the street i just it's, it's just a habit pop them in listen to a book pop them back in the pocket um i could never fuss with like cords and things no. like that so i just never used them so that's one three essentials three I don't really walk out of the house with, any, with anything. anything else besides my phone, my keys, my AirPods, my wallet. Your hat? Your hat and your glasses? Oh, I mean, <laughs> if we're talking like wardrobe, then yes, a hat. Or just things like Essentials. Essentials. I feel like the hat I mean, is a part of your essentials. The hat is my signature. It's, yeah. I love hats. I've been, you know, since the last couple of years making and designing them. And, and so, yes, the hat. Okay. I thought we were talking about like accessory things yeah, that we essentials, like essentials. Things but that you like. Wardrobes, yes, yes. The hat, absolutely. What's Glasses. What's the name of your hat guy? 
that the the guy that you collaborate with to make the hats uh well my friend well my friend satya was the one that i had was um working with she shut her factory down i think she moved to ojai and had a kid she might be opening another factory small little shop out there um so she made a lot of the bases for my hats um and then i've just been doing the hats on my own since then yeah who's your biggest inspiration um tough for for end of the year because there's just so many options to choose from (laughs) the biggest inspiration in general or this year this year or like that new really inspired you this year you know actually just from afar the jodis dr joe dispenza i read his book becoming supernatural and it was just such a game changer for me. Um, it's kind of like the, the science behind just energy and um, your body and and how all of that stuff works and um, how your body can heal itself, mm-hmm. but through your mind, through your thoughts, and through your you know your thoughts create frequencies, and those frequencies create a, like emotional vibrational frequencies, which can either cause like sickness or they can cause cause healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, has been probably, that was, that's been a super huge for me. Amazing. Um, kale or spinach? Kale. I love kale. <laughs> I, I enjoy spinach too, but kale. Kale's the one. Okay. Juice or smoothies? Um, juice. But you know, it's funny. I realize how much sugar is in a lot of juice. So the non-sugary juices, I don't really love, but I do love a good protein shake. Okay. So that was somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I make protein shakes every day for like for my breakfast after I work out, and that's kind of like my jam. What's the first thing you do in the morning? Uh, meditate. Very first thing? For yep. how long? 20 minutes at least, sometimes more. Any keys for or tips? Um, so I do Vedic meditation, which is a mantra based meditation. It's kind of, it's same as transcendental meditation and the mantra, there's a certain set of mantras that, uh, there's just word syllables that are an activation to, to drop your brain frequency. And it's basically like taking the trash out for your mind and like, um, and this type of meditation gives you two to three times more rest and sleep. It like builds the bridge between your two, your left and right brain um so it does a lot of things for you and it drops you into a fourth state of consciousness called transcendence which is kind of like half asleep or asleep and awake it's kind of like a dream state um and your body is actually getting your brain's getting repairs done while you do that so that's kind of the main one that i do and then i've also been doing some different with joe dispenza like i do some some of his meditations um which have music and voiceover and things like that and it's hard. I can't really like I've had a hard time following like Headspace mm-hmm. where you have to like follow a guided track like that. I'm like, I couldn't even last a minute. But like with Vedic meditation, it's like it's it's you just use an anchor point and that that keeps you like that drops you in. Yeah, it's surprising. I like surprisingly so much easier than I thought it would be. Two more. Yep. What did you learn today? One thing you learned today or two or three. <laughs> One thing I learned today. Interestingly, like interest, interestingly enough, I hung out with this guy who's he's a mentor, like kind of style, like blogger guy. 
His name's Denny. He's like my my doppelganger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I found him on Instagram, but and it was just like just it was a good reminder because he was just like you know just especially in this world of digital and social media and he's you know his thing was just like be keep being you no matter what whether people like it or not because eventually you'll start paving the way by accentuating your style and 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 not just like your style but like every whatever you do just keep doing that and amplifying that and being you because at the end of the day that's what's going to draw people in even if it's not happening right now and what will you be remembered for uh well I, hopefully i will have left a positive impact we'll have a school on, first on and people. foremost oh yeah i have a school <laughs> i mean i have a, a book i have um you know but i think what i'd love is for people to to have been inspired to create their own lives and create their moments amazing where can people find more about you and what you do one more time well, you know, I mean, the gram is kind of our business card, right? Yeah. So at Nick Onkin is my main Instagram. I have three others, but um, at Nick Onkin, N-I-C-K-O-N-K-E-N. And you can link from there to everything else in my world. Thank you so much for taking time for us and always being down to shoot us and send us people and just everything you do. We're so like, grateful for your it's support. Greatly appreciated. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys. Well, and thank you for, for showing your gratitude because a lot of people don't do that, especially a lot of magazines that I've shot for and you know, they, they don't care. They we can't don't. show enough gratitude to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that dinner the other night was pretty amazing. Oh, thank you. That was yeah. awesome. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, all about community and really being about community. And connecting and people that. and sharing our connections so that everyone, it's just, oh, we everyone. know, we know we're all connected on here on the phone. So it's like, how do we really do this? You know, yeah. and you get in a room together and it's like, you know, you know, Jerome, it's just like the way that that table was working out. It was like everyone totally. knows each other. Totally. So, yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thank you. It's a wrap. This episode of Undo Radio is presented in partnership with Listening Party. Follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market. <laughs>